0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. The word the Lord gave me, I've been trying to title it, but uh, um, what I came out with is our assurance of victory. Amen. So this is victorious woman, but there is an assurance you need to have for your victory. And that's what I want to speak to us about this afternoon. So I'm going to look at Judges chapter four. If you go with me, Judges chapter four, and I'm going to read from verse four. And it says, now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labidoth, or Lapidoth was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel, in the mountains of Ephraim and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment then she sent and called for Barak the son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him has not the Lord God of Israel commanded go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you, I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. Verse 8. And Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Caesarea into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. I'm going to stop here. My key text right now, and I'm going to get to uh, verse 14 because I know that's our main text, but I'm going to stop here in verse eight. It says, and I repeat, Barak said to her, if you will not go with me, then, if you will go with me rather, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33, and I'm going to read from verse one. Then the Lord said to Moses, depart and go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. And I will send my angel before you And I'll drive out the Canaanite and the Amorite and the Hittite and the Perisite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. Now I'm going to go all the way down to verse 12. I trust that you're following me. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15 says, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us so we shall be separate your people and i and from the people who are upon the face of the earth and i'll stop in verse 17 it says so the lord said to moses i will also do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and i know you by name moses said if your presence does not go with me I will not leave this place. I am going nowhere. Barak said to Deborah, if you do not go with me, I will not go. And I want to say to us today, I want us to know that God's presence is everywhere. He's the omnipresent God. He's everywhere. But God's presence is not always with everyone. Did you get that? God's presence is everywhere, but he's not always with everyone. And so Moses said, yes, Lord, you have promised awesome things. In verse one, when the Lord said to him, he says, depart and go up here, you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Judah, to the land of which i swore to abraham isaac and jacob to your descendants and i will uh, that i will give it and i will send my angel listen he says i will send my angel before you and i will drive out the canaanites and the amorites and the hittites and all of those ites, and you will go up to a land flowing with milk and honey so here is what the lord is saying the lord is saying to moses say i'm go- i'm sending you Take the people and go to the land that I have given you, the land that I have promised to your fathers. And as you go to this land, you need to take note of one thing. Because of their stiff-neckedness, I will not go with you. I will not go with you. Did God promise them some level of victory? Yes, they were promised some victory. Amen. He said, I'm going to send my angel i'm going i'm not i'm not going myself but i will send my angel and the angel that i will send will drive out all the hittites and all the people that oppose you my angel will drive out so ultimately you're going to experience a level of victory but i will not go with you because of the kind of people that you are lest i consume you he says i will not go so i want to us to stop for a minute before I proceed. Before anything, I want us to stop for a minute, and I want to ask you: Do you really carry the presence of God? Is the presence of God with you even as you proclaim and you declare that you are a victorious woman? Even as you start this journey or ending uh, 2020 and and looking forward to getting into 2021, and you are declaring that in 2021 I'm a victorious person. My question to us today is, is God with us even as we get into 2021? Is he saying, I am going with you into this new year? Is he even saying, I'm going with you from where you are right now to the next place? Is that, is he saying that to us? Is there a reason why God will say, I will not go with you? moses said thank you for the angel that you have you are sending but i don't want an angel thank you for the great things that can happen even as i go but i want your presence because your presence is going to guarantee that i have victory upon victory can somebody hear me the presence of god is what guarantees that you do not have a once of victory but you continue to have victory upon victory one victory at the heel of the next victory if we are declaring that we are women of victory and we are stepping out to victory we need to know that for us to step out and to step into victory we cannot step into victory without the presence of god amen you cannot go without the presence of god the presence of god is the guarantee that you are going to be victorious even as you go The presence of God is a guarantee that I am going to be victorious even as I go. The presence of God is the guarantee that 2021 will be a year of victory. It is the presence of God. If we do not carry his presence, then we need to stay back and say, Lord, I cannot go from here. I cannot move from this spot. I cannot go further if I do not have your presence. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now. If we go back to judges and please follow me because we're going somewhere if we go back to judges you will see where when he said if you do not go with me deborah if you do not go with me i will not go and i've heard many people speak about this and and about uh barack and saying oh he had no faith and all of those things but i look at barack and i'm thinking this is a guy that recognized that for him to have victory, even when he goes into war, when he goes to war, for him to have victory, he knew that there was a presence that was needed. He knew that he needed a presence and the presence he needed, he said, Deborah, I want you to come with me. If you do not come with me, I'm not going. And so you may think, what kind of a man is that? Did he hear that God is the one that is sending him on this errand? But there was something about Barak. He understood that Deborah embodied the presence of God. This was a prophetess who spent time in the presence of God. And so he said, you will come with me because your coming with me will guarantee that I will have victory. Deborah said to to him, he says, yes, I will come with you, but the honor will not be for you, the honor will be to a woman. And here, you know, at this point, you will think, "Mm, okay, since um, the honor will not be for me, if Deborah comes, then Deborah, you can stay back because I want honor. I want to be the one that is honored. I want to be the one that is celebrated. But his ego was not big enough you know, to say, okay, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, uh, Deborah, you can stay back. He knew that for for him to operate in victory, for him to have the victory that God had ordained, he needed the presence of God, even in the person of Deborah. Uh, I there people that have, that, you know, you associated with people that when they come into your life, when you see them, when, when they come, with, when their presence comes uh, uh, to you, when you encounter them, something happens. You know, you, you they come into your, your presence and, and you begin to feel everything will be okay. Do you have people like that? There are certain people when they come in, you know that they've come in with the presence of God. They came in carrying something so powerful that if you were nervous before, you will feel good. You know, you know how it is when... Uh, maybe as a married woman, you're in, in the house by yourself. When you're by yourself, okay, you're like, yeah, it's fine. God is with me and all that. But there's something about when your husband is in the house, there's a kind of safety you feel because of his presence in the house. Amen. You know. And w- when I think of my children, when they were a lot younger, when they were a lot younger and maybe I have to go away for some time, when i go away i prepare i prepare stuff for them i prepare enough food for them for their dad to make sure that they don't lack anything when i'm away but even though i had everything ready for them and i went out they will continue to call me. When are you coming? There is something missing here. Even though, yes, I have the food. Yes, I have this. Yes, you prepared that. Yes, you have everything set out for me. But we are missing something. We are missing your presence. There is something your presence does when it's in this home that we are not getting, that the food is not giving us. That the different things you prepared is not giving us. I believe that is the same way Moses felt when he said, yes, we're going to the land of milk and honey and there's an angel you have prepared to go with us. Yes, we're going to experience some victory but the essence of you will not be with us and we cannot continue on this journey if you are not with us. We cannot go on if you are not with us. I don't know about you But one thing is certain, I cannot, I will not continue if I do not have the presence of God. If I do not have the God that is saying, I am with you, go and be victorious. We can, we can use our skills and our talents and our abilities and all of that even as we journey on we can we can we can use so much that he's given us but if we're using all of those things and we don't have his presence there is a difference you will see that you're not going to last and so i'm saying lord i need your presence to go with me if i'm going to be victorious all of the time not sometimes not once in a while but i need your presence if i'm going to continue to experience victory upon victory upon victory and so if, listen you know what i like about Barak was the fact that he was not ashamed to allow the woman take her position you know sometimes women i just need to speak to us for a minute you know God has put something in you and in our, where we need to be able to stand up. You know, there are times we need to take a stand and we need to speak. We need to understand what we carry, the kind of grace we carry, the kind of anointing that we carry so that when we're supposed to speak, we don't shy away and we don't say, no, but you're the man, go ahead and speak. Oh, but you are a better speaker. Oh, but you, um, uh, uh, they like you more. Oh and you have all kinds of excuses Deborah did not have any excuse when he said if you're not going with me I'm not going she said let's go and I want to speak to you woman today I want you to know that you embodying the presence of God if you are the kind of person that tarries that spends time that is saturated you know in his presence when you come to a place. There are people, there are people who will be delivered. There are people who experience victory just because you appear, just because you show up. You need to be the kind of woman that shows up and things begin to take place, begin to settle. The things that have been all over the place begin to settle. People who have been defeated over and over and over again by the enemy. Because of the presence of God that is with you, enemies, demons begin to bow. It is incredible when I talk about the fact that there are certain people that just because of the presence of God they carry or the presence of God with them, you know, you kind of feel some confidence. I've been. I've, I've been on some flights, you know, with with my husband. And when we uh when we were flying and we experienced some turbulence, you know, and I don't know about you, turbulence. Mm-mm. So when we're in turbulence, sometimes I'm like, Father, I just trust you, and all of that. You know, you trust God, but sometimes your heart is, you know, all over the place. But you know, you know the interesting thing, and I never told my husband this. <laughs> I always say to myself, Well, this man is here. Nothing is going to happen. (laughs) Nothing will happen. Why do I have so much confidence? And I'm sure you're thinking, ah, but don't you believe that God is with you? I know God is with me. But you see, there is also something about the presence he carries, you know, the way he spends time with God that I feel, "Mm, God cannot allow anything happen just because this guy is here. Because this guy is here, I believe that I have victory. I think that is exactly what happened to Barak. I think that's exactly the mindset he had when he said, you will come with me. If I can be guaranteed victory, I need you to come with me because you carry the presence of God. Hallelujah. Are there women here today who are saying, I want to embody the presence of God. I want to carry his presence. Listen to me. Yes, you, you, you may be walking, you know, you know you're doing things and, 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 and your skill and all of those things are enabling you to make some progress. But trust me, you need his presence. You need his presence. You need his approval to continue on this journey. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to I quickly touch on something. What is it that guarantees the presence of God? You, you see, I told you, look, having the presence of God is not a right. <laughs> I don't know if you know it, but it is not your right to have the presence. It is in maybe a religious mind that will think, oh, but I'm a child of God, so I have his presence. His presence is everywhere, but it is not a right for you to actually carry his presence. There are certain things that will qualify you and there are certain things that will disqualify you from carrying his presence. Remember what I said, it is his presence that will guarantee victory. And so, If you are going to carry his presence, if you're going to be a person that is guaranteed victory in uh, uh, in the presence, you need to be a person who is obedient, amen. You cannot, you cannot walk in disobedience. You cannot walk in rebellion. You cannot choose to do your own thing and yet expect his presence to be with you you cannot decide you know what i think this method is better god says you do this and you choose no i i don't want to do this i'd rather do it this way and then you say god i trust that your presence is here with me you know sometimes i really look and i sometimes when we say lord we thank you for your presence and i'm wondering is his presence really with us because how does a rebellious person say thank you for your presence How does someone who refuses to follow the will of God say, thank you, I am guaranteed that you are here. It doesn't work that way. I want us to read in John chapter eight, verse 29. John chapter eight, 29, Jesus said there, Jesus said, and he that sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone because I always do the things that please him he says he that sent me is with me the father has not left me alone why will the father not leave Jesus alone why will he be certain why does he have this guarantee that the father does not leave him or will not leave him alone why What makes him so sure that the father will not leave him alone, he says, because I always do the things that please my father, I always do the things that please us uh, that pleases him amen. Now, if you feel sometimes that you, you know, you're feeling kind of abandoned, you, you feel where's God, you know, I'm not experiencing victory in this area. I'm not experiencing victory in that area. Sometimes when you begin to check your life and, and ask yourself, what is happening? I need you to quickly introspect and ask yourself, am I walking in obedience? Am I following the will of the father am i obeying him can i say like jesus that the father is always with me because i always always do what he says can we actually say that the father is always with us if you are feeling like The Lord has abandoned you. He left you holding the bag. He says, go on this journey. And you started the journey. And along the way, you feel like he left you. Even though he says, I won't leave you, I won't forsake you. But you begin to feel that I'm alone here. You know, you started this journey and it feels as if he's left you to continue. You need to ask yourself. You need to check. Are you following still? Are you following closely? Are you obeying him? Are you doing the things he has asked you to do? Or are you doing your own thing? Have you decided, you know, I know I can do it better? And have you gone your own way? Listen, even me, and I know you, if you have someone whom you sent on an errand, and you told the person, you go, I'm with you. And the person gets up and begins to do his own thing maybe you might caution him but I said do this and this and this why are you doing something different and the person is like yeah yeah I know what I'm doing you know your presence will not go with that person you know you would leave the person to himself some of us maybe are motivated I don't know driven by different things driven by 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 uh, a need for for wealth, a need for fame, a need for, you know, so many things. We might be driven by so many things that cause us to step away, to step away from obeying God. Look, we can shout from now till 2021, to the end of 2021, and declaring ourselves to be victorious. If we do not have his presence, we will not experience the victory we're supposed to experience. If we do not have his presence and his presence comes and stays with us as a result of our obedience to him, amen. As a result of our obeying him, as a result of us saying, Lord, your will be done. Whatever it is you have asked me to do, I will do it, amen. It is our obedience that will guarantee victory. I don't want wants of victory. I don't want to experience victory today and for the next how many months in the, in the year, I'm defeated. I don't want that to happen to me and I don't believe that you want it to happen to you. And so if we are going to be people, women, victorious women, women who walk and experience victory, uh, victory all the time, we need to make sure that we are in obedience to God so that we don't grieve his spirit. Because when you grieve his spirit, his presence will not be with you. His presence will not be with anyone who grieves him. We need to check ourselves, like Pastor says, every day you wake up, there are certain things you tell yourself. Every day you wake up, you realign yourself. You come before the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you for the things that you have called me to do. I thank you, Father God, I lay my life down. I lay my will down. I lay my ambition. I lay my desires. I lay it all down. I lay my gifts. I lay my abilities. I lay it all down at your feet. And I ask that, Lord, Your will be done. Everything you have asked me to do, I want to do so that I can be guaranteed of your victory, amen. Guaranteed of your presence, glory be to God, amen. All right, now I want to quickly touch on why we must have his presence. If we look at Exodus 33, you need his presence. We need his presence because his presence is his approval for us. If I sit here and I'm speaking to you today, and I don't have his presence, um, it means I don't have his approval. It means his grace is not in my life, is not operating in my life. Uh, Moses said, how then, in verse 16 of Exodus 33, he says, how then will it be known that we have found grace in your sight? except you go with us, except we have your presence. How will it be known that you are pleased with me? How, what is the evidence? Oh my God, what is the evidence that I have found grace in your sight? What is the evidence that you are pleased with me if you don't go with me, if you leave me to myself? How can anyone see that you are pleased with me? If there's no grace, in operation in my life, if there's no grace in operation in your life, you need to begin to ask the Lord, what have I done to cause your presence to elude me? Why are you not with me? Because grace has to define our lives everything we do has to be defined by his grace so how then will we know that we have found grace in your sight how then will we will know if your presence is not with us if you don't go with us how will we know amen the other thing is that his presence will distinguish you if you look at the same verse 16 it says so shall we be separate your people and I from the people who are upon the face of the earth. His presence, amen, will cause you to stand out. It says, so shall we be separate. So shall we be distinct. So shall we stand out. When you're a person of his presence, when you're a person that embodies his presence, when you're a person that spends time with him, you will become distinct you will be that woman who stands out when you sing you don't sing just because you have a great voice you sing because you are distinct the anointing of god the grace of god the power of god the oil of the holy spirit will pour out it will ooze us as you sing as you speak whatever it is you do the anointing of the lord will be upon you because of his presence amen when you stand out distinctly listen the anointing is not on eloquence amen (laughs) it's nice to be eloquent it's nice to be fluent and all of those things it is great because we understand you better but that's not where the presence is because you can be as eloquent as ever but you are not carrying his presence there's a man of God that said uh, some time ago, I heard him many years ago and I, and I laughed. And he said, if you tell the devil, because maybe you don't speak well, and you tell the devil, Satan, maybe you're praying for someone who is demon-possessed and you say to, to the demon that, is, that has possessed the guy, I command you in the name of Jesus. Now, instead of saying, come out of him, And you say came out of him he says the demon is not going to stay in there and say until you correct your grammar until you correct your english i'm not leaving the demon is going to respect the authority the anointing the grace the presence of god that you use to make that command listen to me if we're going to be victorious in seeing People delivered. You know, when we're talking about being victorious women, sometimes we think about how we can walk in victory just by ourselves. But you need to begin to go beyond yourself. You need to be victorious to the point where you begin to set other people free. You help other people to attain and achieve victory. So if you confront, if you find someone who has been or possessed, oppressed by the enemy, because you're a woman of his presence, that person needs to begin to Experience victory as well. So it is not even about how eloquent you are. It is about the presence of God that is with you, that you carry. So that when you say, even if you say, came out of him, that spirit is going to respect you. That spirit is not going to say, I am not going anywhere until you speak well. He's going to jump out because he's a person that spirit respects. He can see the presence of God in your life hallelujah so we're not people that will sit down and we're thinking okay so how can we be victorious how can we just do our thing and amass things you know if i'm victorious in this area it means maybe i, I get more here uh, god blesses me with much more here and blesses me with much more than no your victory is supposed to affect another person when you are victorious you need to be able to help somebody else become victorious. And the only way you can help someone else become victorious is if you are a person of God's presence so that when you stand, you can say, be free in the name of Jesus and the person will experience victory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. So you cannot, you know, uh, another thing I wanted to say about his presence or why we need his presence, it's says in Exodus chapter 33 verse Uh, 18. Moses said to the Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And he said, my goodness will pass before you. And I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. His goodness, he's saying my goodness, you know, is in my glory. And my glory is in my presence. It's all together. Show me your, your, your glory. He says my goodness will pass. An indication that you're a person of God's presence is that you will experience his goodness so here's where I paused and I said Lord how much of your goodness am I experiencing how much victory do I have in that area how much of your goodness because the Bible says goodness and mercy shall follow me how much of your goodness is following me how much of it is chasing me down how much of your goodness and I asked myself are you really a person of his presence? Are you living your life in such a way that his goodness will follow you, overtake you, wait for you in front, catch up with you, hit you? How much of his presence do you have? How much of it do you desire? He says his goodness. says, show me your face. He says, I will show you my goodness. I will show you my goodness will pass. Look, his goodness there, all kinds of things contained in his goodness. The very things that we are desiring, the very things that we are are wishing for, the the different areas where we want to see the goodness of God. The very areas where we're saying, Lord, come through, come through, Lord, come through in this area, do something in that area. And he, all he's saying to you is, if you're a person of my presence, my glory, if you love my glory, if you desire my presence, desire to see my glory, you will see my goodness. You cannot see my glory without my goodness. You cannot be a person of my presence without seeing my goodness. He says, you will see my goodness. Hallelujah. There are so many things, you know, we're fighting, we're striving for so many things. Striving just so that we can obtain certain things. Stop striving. Stop striving. Get into his presence. Be a person of his presence where he can say, I am with you. And I will show you my goodness. I will show you my goodness. Ladies, in 2021, even from now, he will show you his goodness. His goodness like you have never seen, like you have never experienced. Just because you have a clearer revelation and a clearer understanding and a deeper need for his presence. Because before we just say, Lord, your presence, we just talk about his presence. Let your presence fill this place. But without the understanding the deep understanding that as a matter of fact if you don't have his presence you will not have a lot of things happening in your life if you don't have his presence victory will not be guaranteed you can have just a little bit here and there but you cannot be guaranteed victory over and over and over again and so i'm saying lord your goodness stop striving for his goodness his goodness is in his presence i want us to read second samuel chapter six Verses 11, I think I'll go from 11. Uh, Give me a second. Not sure, if. let me see. Second Samuel chapter chapter six. Listen, uh, I'm not going to read everything because I know that I'm running out of time, but you know the story where um, uh, uh, David was bringing the ark of the Lord. So go back and read second Samuel chapter six. Just go through the whole uh, chapter. You can start from five as a matter of fact. You know, um, so David, they were bringing back the Ark of the Lord. And the Ark of the Lord is symbolic of his presence. That's his presence. And they were bringing back the Ark. And there was a way to carry the Ark. But hey, it was messed up. Long story short, someone died as a result of doing the wrong thing, as a result of doing things their own way. That's what I'm saying to us. Let us make sure that we are following exactly what God has asked us to do, following line upon line, precept upon precept, the very command of God. Don't decide that I I, I think I know how to do it better. I think I know how to do what God wants me to do in a way that is contrary to his will, you follow his command, and so because of of what happened, David decided, I'm not going to bring this ark into the city of David. I'm not bringing it. I, I cannot because this ark is dangerous. This presence is dangerous. I cannot bring it. And so what happened? He was dropped in the house of Obedidon. and the Bible says that because the ark was in his house, it says he prospered for the three months or so that the ark was in his house. The Bible says that he prospered. He and his household. He prospered. Listen, the ark of God, the ark of covenant, that is the presence of God. Can you try something for me? Can we as sisters do this? To make sure, even in the next three months, just like Abedidon, that we concentrate, we make sure that we embody and we we, we invite the Lord, that we are people of his presence, that God is with us, that we are people not doing what we like, not living how we like, not walking in disobedience, but people of his presence. If we, it just, you know, I'm just, saying, just give it a try. Just see. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So taste. Let us be people who say, okay, I want to check this presence thing because we've always talked about all oh, the presence of God, but I want to see. What is contained in his presence? What was in his presence that caused Obedidon's uh, 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 household to prosper the way it did? What was in it? And so if we can just decide, you know what, I'm going to live a life, you know where, my, my home is conducive for the presence my temple my body is conducive for the presence my marriage is conducive for the presence everything i do my home my church is conducive for the presence i want to live in such a way and then i want us to test and see let us see if we're not going to experience what Obedidon experienced because he had the presence of god amen we will experience the presence of God, glory be to God, I'm not sure how much time I have left, I did not check, maybe you can put it on the chat so that I know how to to move quickly, please let me know how much time, I didn't check it before I started, glory be to God, his presence will make us bold in the face of trouble, when we have his presence, we can be bold, listen, the reason why sometimes we are not victorious over situations, we're not victorious in the face of adversity is because we are not bold. It's because we, we get scared, we are afraid, we are not bold, but his presence will make us bold. If you look at uh, Peter and John in Acts chapter four, you're going to see how they were preaching and healing and all of those things. And they were taken and they were locked up overnight. And the next day they were brought out and they were put before great men to answer for why they were doing what they were doing. And these guys started speaking the word of God. They were not afraid. And when they spoke, they declared the glory of God, the goodness of God, the power of God. Verse 13 says, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, remember what I said, it's not even about education, but hey, listen, you must be educated. I'm not saying don't be educated. I'm just saying that when you are a person of his presence, it doesn't even matter about your education. It doesn't matter about your eloquence. So he says, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men and they marveled. You will be a marvel in Jesus' name. People are going to look at you and they will wonder what manner of woman you are. They will look at you and see how can you be in this position? How can God do this in your life? What brought you here? Because they look at you and they see she's not even that qualified. And that's why I thank the Lord always. I say to God, thank you because you looked at me. Someone, everyone else might discount and disqualify, but you look at me and you qualify me. There are other people that can do better, but you said you, why? Because you've chosen my presence. And because you've chosen my presence, I will give you all you need to be and to do what I have called you to do, to cause you to walk in victory. So that when you stand before men that oppose you, you will have victory over them. They will not subdue you, but you will have victory. It says there, it says, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They saw that these men were uneducated and untrained, and they realized these men had been with Jesus. The reason why these men could stand and speak before men who were powerful in their time was because they had been with Jesus. The reason why they could stand and they were not intimidated. The reason why they could stand and speak and declare and say, "Thus says the Lord is because they had been in his presence. Sisters, I'm saying to us today, if we are people who experience all round victory, because you see victory, there is victory in so many areas. If we are going to experience all round victory, people need to say, they need to look at us and say, ah, This one has been with Jesus. Jesus has been with this one. This one has not been left alone. Jesus is with her. Jesus is with him. Amen. He says, I will be with you. Amen. I will be with you. But you make sure that you are in obedience to me. Glory be to God. I'm rushing. I'm saying uh, another thing that you would experience as a result of this presence. You will experience refreshing from His presence. In other words, it doesn't matter what is going on. It's been a tough year. We've heard reports, you know, our sisters have testified some of the things uh, that has uh, happened, you know, and we're all aware COVID and all of those things. And apart from COVID, there are many other things. There are many other things that, that, you know, cause grief in our lives. There are many other things that cause problems, that cause us not to, you know, not to, to, to feel drained. People uh, uh, experience depression. I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you've been depressed, where you have looked and felt. I don't know. I, I don't know. Listen, sometimes when I get distressed, when I start getting overwhelmed, when a situation begins to overwhelm me, I quickly ask myself, why is it overwhelming you? Why is it overwhelming you this time? Because you see, sometimes the tiniest situation will overwhelm you. And then some other times you face tremendously hard decisions and you were fine. You stood your ground, you were good. What is the difference? I can guarantee you that at the time we're facing a tough situation and you stood your ground and you said, I will be victorious over this situation. You will not get the better of me. I will put you down and I will stand on top of your head like David stood over Goliath. I will defeat you, I'll be victorious. Why is it that at that time you're able to do all that? It's because you were in his presence. It's because he was with you. And then some other times you have the tiniest. the tiniest threat Elijah had just finished dealing with the prophets of Baal and awesome things had happened and the next thing Jezebel said I'm having your head and he, he was a different person altogether and you begin to wonder what is happening he ran away and so you need to ask yourself why is it that sometimes I am so moved by the tiniest thing when that happens, listen to me, shut yourself out, shut, uh, shut yourself in rather and shut everyone else out and get into his presence. Go into that place where you experience refreshing, because there is refreshing in his presence experience. You'll be rejuvenated, re-energized enough for you to get up and look at the situation and says, who are you? Oh, mountain before Uba. I command you to become a plane. I have victory over you. That's what you need to do because you need to come out of his presence. You cannot do that just by, you know, flexing. Flexing will not help you. Stay in his presence, come out of it. He will be with you when you begin to speak. When you begin to declare your victory, he will be with you. Hallelujah, glory be to God. The Bible says, let let me read quickly repent therefore in acts chapter 3 19 repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come where is it coming from it may come from the presence of god so if you want to get out of depression get out of defeat if you want to begin to experience joy the joy that is required for you to get out there and fight battles Get out there and take hold of what God has given you, of what he has already laid hold for you. If you want that to be in your life, get into his presence because it is in his presence that there is fullness of joy. It is in his presence that times of refreshing will come to you, amen. His presence will give you direction, glory be to God. It is in his presence that you have direction. Psalm 32 verse eight says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eyes. Hallelujah. those of you moms in this place, or you you don't even have to be a mom if you had a mom at some point in your life, (laughs) especially an African mom. Oh, my mother can guide you with her eyes. You know how someone is in the house and she gives you that look. You you have received instruction, (laughs) loaded instruction just by the way she looks at you. And the same thing I do now, even with my children. I don't need to speak. Even though sometimes, I don't know if it's this generation, sometimes you are looking at the, you know, when maybe there are people there and you're saying, and you give them the look, and they're like, what, what? Hmm?" I don't know if it's their generation that does that, but I remember in my time, if my mother looks at you, she knows this look is, leave this place. She knows this look is, stay. You would know that when she gives you this look is, don't eat that food they're giving you. He will guide you, he will guide you with his eyes but you cannot see how he's guiding you if you're not in his presence you cannot know how he's instructing you if you do not spend time in his presence you you if you begin to make decisions out of your emotions sometimes we make decisions because we're emotional we make decisions because we're in a mood you know you know those moods that we get into where you get into a mood and that mood causes you to make certain decisions. Uh, Listen, that decision you make can take you far away from your destiny, far away from the purpose of God. So you need to make sure that you are in the presence of God where you can see his eyes, where you can see him leading you, where you can see him guiding you. Hallelujah, (laughs) glory be to God, amen. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I just want to maybe just round off by saying, that the the enemy is fearful of a person who carries the presence of God. The enemy is fearful of a person who who embodies the presence of God. When the Ark of the Covenant, when the Philistines were busy defeating the children of Israel and they decided, oh, I'm going to bring the, the Ark of Covenant, they carried the Ark of Covenant, the Philistines began to panic because they they said, woe is me. Even though the end of the story was not the way we thought it would end, but here's what I'm saying to you. If you are a person of his presence, when you appear, when a situation comes before you, I want you to know that even the enemy is trembling. But if you don't realize that the enemy himself is trembling, you will not walk in victory. You think, oh, well, he's overwhelming me here. So we need to walk in victory, hallelujah. And we can only walk in victory if we're people of His presence. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.